Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Thanks, Hannah. Yeah, and 
I do really appreciate you taking the time to call in and and kind of reinforce that I wasn't completely. I didn't mean to represent the honk community either. I was kind of relaying information that I had known because I'm not a, a, an extreme haunt guy by any means. So I am glad to hear that I at least got out there the right way. I also don't mean to shame anyone who does want to do that sort of thing. Like that, it's fine. It's just. With this documentary, you you do hope that it shows like, hey, this guy exists and this is what this is. It's not like fun. It's it's brutal and people should know what they're getting in for, even if they think they know. I don't know that they do. So, yeah. So best of luck. And it might be I don't know if I'm going to watch the documentary. It might be too much for me to know people like him are still doing what they're doing. Um, But beyond that. I appreciate you sharing the the baggage that you still carry for horror movies. It sounds <laughs> it sounds awesome. I love stuff like that. Like you could only watch it late at night, and your dad like let you watch it, or your mom let you watch it, but the other parent didn't like let you do that. Like, do either of you have those? Are there any movies that you two watched when you were really young that you still almost feel that nostalgic fear watching again? Uh, yeah, for, for me, ticks come to mind. Anything to uh-huh. doing like with, with bugs, which we previously had uh-huh. a conversation about it. Like as a kid, I hated watching it, but I also kind of loved it, you know, just because, uh, it was kind of like a creature feature type of thing, you know? Um, so whenever I watch it now, it just honestly takes me right back to my childhood. And the same thing with, you know, Night of the Demons, cause I previously told you guys mm-hmm. about that one, um, as well as the second one. Yeah, and then spiders. Maybe the maybe yeah. ticks led to spider. Anything with a lot of legs. That'll yeah, just kind just, of yeah, arachnophobia. Oh my god, that that movie destroyed me as well, Hannah. Because I know she was talking about movies that destroyed her. When the subtitles are on and the word skittering appears, you know that you don't want to hear what's happening. No. How about you, Megan? Um, uh, I mean, I don't. I have memories of movies that terrified me when I was a kid, but now they don't anymore. Like, like not even like, it's more like, yeah, I remember that this scared me, but why does that, why did that scare me sort of thing? Well, kind of. I mean, like I've talked about the Zuni doll from Trilogy of Terror that mm-hmm. I don't think would scare me anymore. Um Pet Cemetery was traumatic oh. for a few reasons, which like yeah. it makes sense, but I've seen him, you know, since childhood, so the the fear element wears off. So I like things it. like that. And me, I largely still get scared during most horror movies that I watch, but you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Call two. Hey Dark Trio. This is Regina, originally from the Twin Cities. I wanted to ask, what are some of your favorite horror movies based in the past? For instance, uh, some of my favorites are The Awakening, The Woman in Black, and Ginger Snaps Back the Beginning. Can't wait to hear your recommendations. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, Regina. Uh, yeah, great question. And I have a couple that I can assume are going to appear from both Megan or Zena, but I want to hear from Megan and Zena. Let's start with Megan. What's some of your favorite like historical or period piece horror? I mean, the stuff that you're going to say, so I don't want to say it because you're going to want to say it. If I no, say it, you won't no. have anything to say. <laughs> no, I've actually been a lot better about answering questions lately. So I don't feel bad suddenly not or running out of ones. I think I think I've I can think of like three or four and maybe I'll yeah. run out. I don't know. So, so does you, that mean I should just do one? Two. Name two. <sighs> 
Okay. Um, <laughs> so ravenous is yeah. often yeah. a go-to, and pretty much like a good chunk of Guillermo del Toro stuff, mm-hmm. like Crimson Peak and uh, Devil's Backbone and Pan- Pan's Labyrinth. Like all of those are period pieces that are so good. Yeah, how and today's you, you know? his birthday. Happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday. I mean, it's after the fact now. But happy yeah. belated birthday. If you're listening to this, Guillermo, we love you. We love you. <laughs> um, so just two. I'm going to say uh, Black Sunday. I really mm. love that one. Um, and I want to say I'll, I'll, I'll wait because I feel like, John, you're going to say this other one. So I guess I'll just go with uh, Sweeney Todd. The oh, Demon Barber of Fair too. Street. Oh, sorry. it's okay uh actually a new one popped into my head that i wasn't even necessarily thinking and i will say overlord Um, if that counts i mean world war ii we we can go back a little further if we want to go back a little further i'm going to say one that i assumed megan would have picked with her third or fourth pick and say brotherhood of the wolf yep that's i pivoted (laughs) i pivoted away from that one um that uh oh and then my I'll, i'll name one more we can each name one more I'll name one more that I don't know that either of you will say, but maybe Shadow of a Vampire. Okay. With Willem Dafoe is just so fantastic. Yeah, it? he is. True story. True story. One more for you, Megan. Uh, I'm going to go with an under-discussed one, and that's Sauna. Sauna, that one is also... the, the Swedish one? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even... The... Wait, when was that one set? I haven't set? seen it. That is set, like... Uh, I don't know when it's set, but it's clearly period. Let's see. I'm going to Google that. It is, uh, it's Finland, actually. Mm. Cosmic Horror came out in 2008. It is definitely not set in 2008. It is the end of the Russo-Swedish War from 1590 to 1595. Oh, jeez. Boy, I was off. Yeah. That's what I think Sweden is just always like, or Finland's like. Okay. It looks pretty cool. I mean, it I is very pretty. It's, it's very, very gorgeous. Pretty. Yeah. Yeah, I've yeah, seen it. It's very, very, it's not a hand holder, that's for sure. Very nice. cosmic horror ish, but yeah. How about you, Zeno? One more for you. Um, I'm going to go with Gothic. Takes place around mm. the 18, 1816, 1817. Nice. And just in case there's someone yelling at their car stereo or headphones <laughs> or something right now, I'll also say The Witch. Because yeah, I thought you were gonna say that. The bitch, yeah, no, that that was definitely one of them. Oh, and I was also no, I'm not gonna keep doing this because then I'm just ruining the game. I'm just making up new (laughs) rules as I, as I go. Speaking of me making up the rules as I go along, welcome to the Bloody Disgusting Podcast, everyone. The podcast where we discuss all the disgusting things we love in the horror world and help us discuss the disgusting. You know her as the movie critic for Bloody Disgusting, horror movie fanatic and journalist Megan Navarro. Hey, Megan. Hi. And you know her from a YouTube channel and website, Real Queen of Horror, and her infinite love for the genre, and head of Bloody Disgusting's TikTok, Zena Dixon. Hey, Zena. Hey, guys. And I'm John. If you're listening to this on a Wednesday when the episode drops, we hope your week's been filled with all the best kinds of horror. And if not, we're going to click around the table for the movies, books, games, or nothing else in horror that are making the three of us smile right now. Maybe there'll be things that'll make you smile, too. I'm going to start. Let's go, then. Okay. <sighs> I'm going to start I, uh, because I wasn't sure either of you were going to talk about it. I'm, I'm just going to I'm going to start with it. It's not even what you guys told me to watch. It's what you knew I had to watch. VHS mm-hmm. 85. Yeah. Unveiled through a made for TV documentary, five tales of found footage horror emerged to take viewers on a terrifying journey into the grim underbelly of the 1980s. This just came out on Shudder. It is the new one. 
I could not be happier. Not just because I love this anthology series and really what it's become both for a viewer and a fan, but also a creator of horror. Like, I can't think of anything else really in cinema that has kind of turned into this sort of a draw. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that you get, in, like, when it first started, there were names, but it wasn't necessarily the names that we know them to be now. And mm-hmm. now we're getting horror, like, filmmakers where it's like, we got Scott Derrickson to do this? Like, what? Like, that's amazing. And the fact that, because it's like this flight of fancy fun, like do something crazy for 20 minutes, go like it, it, that. It's just, it makes me so happy. It just, it seems it's turned into like such a love letter to horror. And especially since none of us thought there was going to be another one after VHS viral, <laughs> that it really came back with a vengeance. And this might actually be my favorite version or my favorite mm-hmm. one yet. Oh, wow. That's yeah. pretty big from you. Yeah. It is. You know, I, I really enjoyed the wraparound. I think I enjoyed the wraparound for this one as as much as I did for the first one. And I, I think the first one has probably been my favorite one. Um, but all the, you know, all, all the segments, which I'm not going to get into because it's so mm-hmm. new. I want people to go watch it. I'm not going to, like, dive into them. I just, the filmmakers really, it felt to me like they were kind of going, just going crazy in this yeah. one. Like, let's go big. Let's just let's just go for it. And it it worked on a lot of levels. I loved I loved the cinematography of that VHS style. Like I know that I wouldn't want to watch every single movie with that old tracking lines and things like that, but for me yeah. it hits that nostalgia so sweet. I mean, they even had actual commercials from back then. I remember the two beer glasses like crashing together in the drunk driving ad. I remember watching mm. that growing up and yeah it just this one this one made me happy i've watched it one and three quarters time i didn't have time to finish it the second time today oh but you're on it i'm on it i'm i was there i was i I was at uh, scott derrickson's i was about halfway through his which is technically second from the end i suppose um yeah no i dig this i can't wait to see where they go next it's just fun and no. I like the idea that the filmmakers are having fun doing it and they want to do this. And there might have been filmmakers who wanted to be involved in this one where they're like, we don't have room. <laughs> Can you do the next one? Like, is my hope. I at believe least. it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a blast. Um, yeah. <sighs> I also watched Zena's pick, 1986's Vamp on Tubi. Two fraternity pledges travel to a sleazy bar in search of a stripper for their college friends, unaware it is occupied by vampires. Which sums it up pretty well. Why this one, Zena? Because it's fun and Grace Jones is in it. <laughs> this felt like such uh this felt like such an 80s horror movie. And I'm gonna uh, let me specify that more. As a kid who grew up watching movies like Weekend at Bernie's and Mannequin. <laughs> this is the horror version of Weekend at Bernie's and Mannequin. <laughs> like it's, it's there, you know, it's vampires. So there's blood and there's some scares and there kind of <laughs> some scares and some intensity and stuff, but it's goofy. It's schlocky. It's got, um, um, 16 candles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 16, yeah. Yeah. The guy from 16 candles. Okay. Uh, yeah. Getty Watanabe. Um, 
just being so ridiculous over the top goofy and then like kind of the bro i i mean at first i was so there i was really confused by the gang that i thought was vampires but evidently they weren't and then all of a sudden like this little the koala version of a vampire jumped out and grabs onto this guy's arm. <laughs> and I was just, it was so, it was silly and fun. And I 100% understand how this would be a massive comfort watch for anybody. Yeah. Like, I get it. It's just, it's just a fun, silly vampire movie. Like, mm-hmm. neon and... <laughs> In bright lights, it is not a dark vampire movie by any means. And I'm not sure. Does Grace Jones speak? No, uh, I didn't. Th- I don't know if she, she screams. Had a- she screams. Yeah, speak. I was. I was trying to remember if she had any lines at the Mm-mm. very end, but no, she, she just, just screams. She has such a like screen presence that you don't even yeah. think about it. I really want her to do more horror movies. I I just love her. I think that she's just so awesome and creepy and. Especially like in this movie, she was so creepy. Like, oh, I know, like very inhuman, but in a way you've never seen before mm-hmm. for vampires. Love it. Yeah, very, yeah, very fun movie. And the guy who plays AJ, um, yeah, I'm always used to seeing him being like the not so nice guy. He was in Weird Science. He was in Nightmare Sometimes They Street Come Back. Yeah. yeah, and so it was just like it was nice to see him in this. He's role. a good guy this time. Yeah, yeah, kind of. He's too cool well, for the frat, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> Which actually probably he, makes he him a good guy. He loves his buddy. He's a good friend in horror, huh? That's mm-hmm. true. I d- and I did have to look up uh for Micah. I was not entirely sure. I did not get that joke. I'm like, what the hell is for Micah? Like, oh, that was an 80s thing, wasn't it? No. It's a well, it's a joke at the very end. And I so I don't want to give it up. Okay. Well, you can tell us off there. And then I did my partner watch or my spouse watch or my co-watch or whatever you want to call it, which was Megan's pick. Yeah. 2009's The Loved Ones, which I watched on Paramount+. Plus. When Brent turns down his classmate Lola's invitation to prom, she concocts a wild, violent plan for revenge, which is not entirely accurate, but it's close enough. Why this one, (laughs) Megan? It's one of my absolute favorites. It's one that I'm... I recommend all the time come like Valentine's Day because it's like, (laughs) oh, my God, (laughs) I know because it's like, you know, horror is good for kind of corrupting things. And it's Mm. it's kind of a corrupt take on on romance. But I think it's a little bit deeper than than the violence and it gives it well that you would assume like it's a violent horror movie, but it's got a lot of emotions and the way it deals with grief is kind of affecting for me. But uh, it's also really good performances. So it's a favorite. And I have no idea how it went over on your date night, but I, I would recommend it for date night. Well, I did. It's kind of romantic to me. Right? Oh, interesting. <laughs> huh. You know what? We've been doing this for three years and I'm still learning stuff about you. <laughs> I mean, it's not romantic from Lola, but it is romantic for, you know, his actual date. I I, I suppose. Yeah, sure. Um, So at one point we were watching it and my wife goes, do you notice me just like staring at you during this? Is it <laughs> because, too much for her? Um, Kind of. But it was because there's certain points in the torture that are... Mm-hmm prolonged one in particular that i'm not gonna go into detail about if you haven't seen it and you want to watch it we'll say um 
when something is being expanded, we'll say, mm-hmm. yeah. that goes on a long time. It feels so long that we were both sitting there like, oh, come on. <laughs> like, just stop it. I see smoke rising. Stop it. Um, it. It was a little excessive for her just from the point of view of like, there there was, I think we were about an hour, an hour in or something. She's like, there's got to be something redeeming coming here. Like, we need something <laughs> because it was brutal and sad and like, oh, my God. And we could not figure out what the subplot happening in parallel was. We're like, what is going on with these two? Like his friend? Um, sh- the sister is related to. Well, yeah, I don't want to give anything away, but we couldn't figure it out. Like it took us till the very end. We're like, why are they showing us this prom date? That's going really weird. What's that have to do with anything? Like we just didn't get it. And we just didn't see Mm -hmm. that connection till the very end, which maybe they established it earlier. And they do. Oh, (laughs) we just clearly weren't noticing (laughs) until the very end when, when they're anyway, they tie it together for us. Um, it was a bit much. Uh, we did laugh at the very end, like in that very last like moment. Oh, like there yeah. was th- there was a laugh. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it pushed it a little bit. Like it's it's just like you know there there was a lot of blood. It was super brutal, and not just that, but um, we'll say the relationship that that's awkward within it. Not her favorite subject. So it was kind of like that, too, where it's like, oh, God, you're adding cringe on cringe with us, aren't you? So she didn't dislike it, but I asked her, would you watch it again? And she goes, no. I said, you know what? That's fine, because I said this, I say the same thing, too. <laughs> and she did ask, do Megan and Xena assign you stuff like this, like, a lot? I'm like, sometimes. Do you like all the stuff they assign you? I'm like, ah. No, I can find okay. redeeming qualities in it. I can find redeeming qualities in this for all the reasons that Megan said. But a Valentine's Day watch? <laughs> of course, you did go on a date to the hills have eyes. So, you know. You, you know what I think is so weird, too? Um, like with this movie, I like Megan, I, I do. I, I love it. I think that it's the bee's knees. But <laughs> with, with, you know, with Lola, like when you first see her, I thought yeah. that she was so cute. Like, and I just, oh, yeah. you know, but clearly no spoilers, you know, the guy was going through some stuff, you know? Yeah. And so yes. I, I just assumed that's what it was. But yeah, clearly she. We don't get a whole lot of female killers. And yeah. I was very excited that we have one and she's not afraid to go there. Um, she is not afraid. She yeah. is intense. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and was, uh, was sorry, was the one character that we won't delve into if you haven't seen it, so no spoilers, was it Bright Eyes or Starry Eyes? Bright. They called her Bright Eyes. I was like, okay. It's like, well, this is okay, because I got assigned Starry Eyes once on, and we could watch that, and you might think that this one's okay. <laughs> compared you know to why Star- that was funny, too? <laughs> so was she treating Starry Eyes like that with a piece of chicken? You remember that scene with the chicken? Yes. She was eating chicken and <laughs> oh yeah, oh the, that the posturing, the weird power moves that were going on. Yeah. She, now uh, it's kind of like watching like Sissy or something, where I'm like, this is mm-hmm. uncomfortable. But the performances, to Megan's point, are like, yeah, I've never seen this before. Like, yeah. I don't, I want to see what the audition process for this was. Like, did she blow everyone out of the water, or was this just what was in the script? Like. 
I'd be curious. Anyway, it was a big one, but we made it. And thank you. Now I've seen (laughs) the loved ones. (laughs) Awesome. I'm I'm totally going to turn this on on Valentine's Day just to mess with her because she knows I don't like Valentine's Day. How about you, Megan? Um, I, it's Halloween month, so I busted out my Blu-ray of Ghost Watch that finally released, yeah. Um, that was a 1992 movie that, um, they aired on BBC and people thought it was real, understandably, Mm. because it's, uh, the camera crew sent to investigate one of the most haunted houses in Britain. And, uh, yeah, it's basically the Enfield Poltergeist story that plays out, like, War of the World style. And it's really good. Um, if you like found footagey type stuff, I feel like it's essential, especially because it's like the Halloween hoax of the century. And uh, there's so many details like in the background, like, you know, Mr. Pipes lurking about that makes it rewarding on rewatches. Hmm. So, yeah, I watched that one. And then I was looking for something yesterday that was like, I guess, kind of quick. Um, and so I started. I didn't finish. But Crazy Fun Park, it's uh, just landed on Hulu. And this one is um, when his best friend, Map- I don't know how to pronounce it, even though I watched it, Maplethorpe, <laughs> yeah. Die- so. yeah, he dies suddenly in an abandoned park. Um, and Chester discovers that his friend now lives with the other children in this abandoned theme park, leading them to reestablish their friendship as they go through the difficulties of adolescence. This is from Nicholas Verso, who previously did Boys in the Trees, which is hard to find. You can rent it on VOD in limited places. Um, and it's it's very similar in that he uses the genre to kind of do these coming-of-age stories of teens grappling with death at a really young age. So it's a lot lighter than that sounds, um, a lot more fantasy elements than horror. Like, it's not really trying to scare you. Um, and yeah, definitely very touching. It's like one of those wants to wants to get you in your feels. So yeah. I haven't finished it, but so far I see so many parallels to Boys in the Trees, which is, you know, a tearjerker kind of horror movie that's set on Halloween. So if you're looking for something short and Halloweeny, go with that one. But if you want something new, go with Crazy Fun Park. Nice. And real quick, wasn't that uh, Boys in Trees? That's what it's called too, right? Boys in trees. Boy, boys in boys in the trees. Yeah. Boys, wasn't that on Netflix at one point? I don't know. I, I don't know if I ever saw it hit Netflix. If it did, it must have been like a super hot minute. Yeah. But this one's always been super hard to find because there it's Australian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now just me being nosy, but okay. Yes. Yeah, so I uh, checked out Night of the Scarecrow from 1995 on DVD. It's not streaming anywhere, but you may be able to find a copy. I just don't know how good the copy is on YouTube. <laughs> So in this one, a warlock's ghost uses the body of a scarecrow to take his long-awaited revenge on a small community. So yeah, just the movie just centers around like this small town, this woman, she comes back home and then she runs into this craziness that's happening because it, it, it happens in the trailer and it happens in the beginning. So it's not a spoiler. Someone actually breaks something that lets out this spirit. And whoa, this movie is so surprising because I know like the title may sound a little bit cheesy and very 90s, but I love how inventive like the gore scenes are. Um, and they have like clearly like a modest budget, but I feel like they really did like such a great job. There's some like cheesy dialogue, but I was definitely with it, you know, and just expect, you know, like, you know, some cheese, but the violence is like top tier. There's a lot of flannel for some reason, but I guess because people <laughs> are on a farm and it's kind of a body horror, 
Um, there's dark magic. You see a lot of stuff, death happening with corn. Um, but and and no spoilers too. One of the coolest things I thought because I've never seen this before. Um, the scarecrow he kind of implants people, and I'll just leave it at that. Like I, I mean, the whole time, like I just couldn't stop staring at it. So, but yeah, and oh, be warned too. There is a scene, you know, um, where there's like a warlock ritualistic orgy that's going on. It doesn't, it, it doesn't happen for too long, but it's, but it's in there. But yeah, too bad that this one it wasn't a franchise because I feel like it could have been. I feel like it could have been up there, like with. Halloween, Friday the 13th, and A Nightmare on Elm Street, you know? And I know that's like, whoa, how can you say that? I'm saying it because that's how I see it, you know? Um, But yeah, uh, I think I watched this one as a kid because I remember some bits and pieces of it. But if you like Scarecrow horror movies, I feel like this one is a must-watch. And plus, that Scarecrow, he was so brave. He was doing stuff sometimes (laughs) in broad daylight. Just, he didn't care. So yeah, I feel like this is like really good. I had a really good time watching it. Um, then the second thing I checked out, Appendage, uh, just came out this year on Hulu. A young fashion designer's life uh, spirals out of control when something manifests into something gruesome and then it doesn't stop growing. So I know this one is based on a six-minute short. And this one is very, very straightforward. It's super engaging and very entertaining. It's full of twists and turns. And I don't know. I love the fact that the pacing was great. But it's also not predictable. It went in a completely different direction that I thought it was going to go. And I mean that in a good way. And um, again, this is this is a body horror. And I feel like if you love body horror, you know, I think that you should check this one out because I cannot stop thinking about it. All right. Before we move on, what did we watch and how did we watch it? I watched VHS 85 on Shudder, Vamp on Tubi and The Loved Ones on Paramount+. Plus. I watched Ghost Watch on Blu-ray and Crazy Fun Park on Hulu. I checked out Night of the Scarecrow on DVD, but you may be able to find a copy on YouTube. And I watched Appendage on Hulu. All right. I'm going to need one homework assignment for next week because I'm picking the Spousal Watch. And I'm going to get my wife to watch Talk to Me with me. Because I've been talking it up and I wouldn't mind if we talked about it more in the recent future near future okay. maybe i don't know okay uh so i need one um megan i think technically you're well, up let, for the solo let's see to do it let's oh. see to do it okay, <laughs> okay <so>. um <laughs> sure do you want something from hulu or do you want something from amazon um give me your favorite i'm gonna go with totally killer it just came out and it's on amazon all right have a good time <laughs> I'm sure I will. <laughs> As you guys give me another torture movie to watch. <laughs> I will. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. All right, enough about what we've been watching this week. It's Heifer Megan and bring us up to speed on the news and trending topics in the world of horror. So what's going on, Megan? 
The unrated Mega Slasher Terrifier 2 is heading to theaters again on November 1st, and it's bringing surprises for fans. In a tweet last week, writer-director Damien Leone promised that you will be getting your money's worth if you grab yourself a ticket. Uh, Not only will you get a special intro to the film by the creator himself, but Leone tweeted, For those of you speculating that the Terrifier 3 teaser is just going to be some 20-second gimmick, because there will be a teaser, I assure you that it's a legit teaser trailer. It's over two minutes long, and you're going to effing love it exclusively in theaters on November 1st. Uh, set one year after its pre- predecessor, Terrifier 2 continued the gruesome story of Art the Clown and his insatiable thirst for murder. Um, so yeah, go see it. In addition, on opening night, the first 100 fans at each theater will receive an exclusive Terrifier 3 poster. As quantities are extremely limited, the team behind Terrifier recommends you get to the theater early. And I, I uh, love that they've been doing more of this. There's at least a theater by me that we've been to the last couple of weeks that they have the original Exorcist playing just like two nights. And I think they're playing VHS 85 actually one night. Like I kind of love this. Interesting. I kind of love this idea. At least this, it's an icon show place. So maybe icon is different that way or this one, because it also gets associated with local film fest. I love the idea that they're like, Hey, on Wednesdays or Tuesdays or whatever a slow day is, we're just, we're going to play stuff you don't expect to like draw people in. Like that's awesome. Really cool. Atomic Monster and Blumhouse are reteaming again with Universal Pictures, this time for the supernatural thriller Night Swim. It follows a family who awakens a terrifying supernatural presence in the backyard swimming pool of their new home. I don't know if this is house part two or what, but it's coming to theaters on uh, January 5th, 2024. It's based on the acclaimed 2014 short film by Rod Blackhurst and Bryce McGuire. The film stars Wyatt Russell as Ray Waller, a former Major League Baseball player forced into early retirement by a degenerative disease illness. I don't know. It doesn't specify what. Mm-hmm. Who moves into a new home with his con- uh, concerned wife, Eve, played by Carrie Condon, teenage daughter, Izzy, and uh, young son, Elliot. So secretly hoping against all odds to return to pro ball, Ray persuades Eve that the new home's shimmering backyard swimming pool will be fun for the kids and provide physical therapy for him. But a dark secret in the home's past will unleash a malevolent force that'll drag the family under. Um, the official trailer is online now. It's not too much. It's more of a teaser. It's kind of like Marco Polo with some, <laughs> uh-huh. some entity. So, yeah, I'm very curious because I like uh, aquatic horror, even swimming pool ones, I suppose. <laughs> Don't know that I can think of too many. So, yeah. And then uh, to keep the new trailer train rolling, slasher classic Scream meets holiday classic It's a Wonderful Life in the upcoming It's a Wonderful Knife. <laughs> the Christmas slasher comes from writer Michael Kennedy, who is behind Freaky, and the director Tyler McIntyre, who is behind Tragedy Girls. Um, and you can check out the exclusive images of the new or the new trailer, either one, um, over at Bloody Disgusting that gives a peek at the mass killer known simply as the Angel. Um, from RLJE Films and Shutter, it's a wonderful knife will be released in theaters in the U.S. on November 10th, and then it'll head to Shutter at a later date. Doesn't say when. Uh, the film was originally described as a mix of Scream and It's a Wonderful Life, and that trailer definitely wears that on its sleeves. It's set um, in the idyllic Angel Falls. A year after saving her town from a psychotic killer on Christmas Eve, Winnie is her life is less than wonderful, but when she wishes she'd never been born, she finds herself in a nightmare parallel universe universe so yeah now the killer is back and she must team up with the town misfit to identify the killer and get back to her own reality and it stars jane widdup from uh yellow jackets joel McHale, 
Justin Long, mm. who is in all the horror lately, and <laughs> Catherine Isabel of Ginger Snaps. Yay. So, yeah. That sounds so great. It might actually get me to watch Holiday Horror. We'll see. Cool. All right, listeners, your turn. What movie would you pay all the money for to see in movie theaters again? What game would you be willing to die playing in a swimming pool? You can call or text us at 224-475-1040. The number is also in the show notes, or feel free to email us at bedisgustingpodcast at gmail.com. And just as a reminder, anyone who emails, calls, or texts us a question during October will be entered into the drawing for the horror socks. <laughs> wow, that's the budget. Socks. <laughs> we will give you socks. Finally, Zena is going to make all our lives easier in the sea of horror movie options and clue us in what's appearing soon that we should be watching. So, Zena, what should we be watching? So, on Thursday the 12th, we have The Goldsmith. This will be available on VOD and DVD. A trio of, of desperate criminals break into the isolated country house of an elderly goldsmith and his wife, but their chosen targets turn out to be far less defenseless than they ever seen. Then what we have on Friday the 13th, there's so much stuff that's coming out on Friday the 13th. So I'm just going to try to like keep track of it. So uh, first up, yeah, that's, that's (laughs) available too. Um, Then we also have the elderly. So this will be hitting limited theaters. Emmanuel, Emmanuel starts to display violent tendencies after his wife suddenly kills herself. Soon a series of paranormal events has the local elderly population behaving oddly paired with lust for blood. Wow. Then based on George A. Romero's iconic 1982 movie, Creepshow, season four will be available on Shudder. So there'll be six episodes available on Shudder and AMC Plus and then new episodes airing weekly at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We also have The Puppet Man, which will be available on Shudder. A convicted killer on death row maintains his innocence. His daughter suspects there's truth to her father's claim when her loved ones begin to die in brutal ways. Then we have The Conference. This will be available on Netflix. A team-building conference for employees turns into a nightmare when when accusations of corruption begin to circulate and plague the work environment. Then we have Dark Harvest. This will be available on VOD. Teens confront a legendary supernatural specter that emerges from the cornfield of a small Midwestern town every fall. I feel like we've been waiting for this one for a while now. Um, So exciting. It's coming out Friday the 13th. Then we have 15 cameras. This will be available on VOD. I wasn't too sure if this was actually going to happen. I remember seeing some images of this, but um, there was no like release date, but it's coming out on Friday. So a couple buys a house from the slumlord tapes and infamous for hitting cameras and a psycho landlord. It's not safe as they tell themselves. Are you a fan of this franchise, John? Have you checked it out? 15 cameras. I think, um, what was wait, the other one? 13 cameras. Yeah. I've heard of 13 cameras. I haven't seen 13 cameras though. It pops up a lot on my feed. Yeah. It will make you feel very, very dirty. <laughs> Uh, Then we have The Herd. This will be available on VOD. When a woman trying to outrun her past ends up trapped between a zombie outbreak and in a group, she must fight to find her way back home. Then Dear David will be available on VOD. A man is haunted by the ghost of a boy named David who's trying to kill him. Then we also have In the Fire on VOD. A doctor travels to a remote to a remote plantation to care for a disturbed boy who has abilities yeah okay then we also have on the 17th as we have three things coming out four things coming out on the 17th excuse me so shaky shivers so if you missed it in theaters it was only in theaters for one day last month um this one has like such a magical tagline a night of werewolves zombies and ice cream 
Two young women <laughs> find themselves at an abandoned camp in the woods with a book of magical spells surrounded by classic monsters. Then we also have The Dive. Um, this will be available on DVD, Blu-ray, so just in case if you do want to own it. Two sisters go diving at a beautiful remote location. One of the sisters is struck by a rock, leaving her trapped 28 meters below. With dangerously low levels of oxygen and cold temperatures, it is up, for the, up to the other sister to fight for her life. Also, Haunted Mansion. It just came out like on VOD mm-hmm. last week, so now it is available on Blu-ray and DVD as well. And then we have Three Blind Mice. This, is, we, this will be available on VOD and DVD. Abby is going cold turkey. Her family have taken her to a cabin in the woods so she's away from the city however little do they know the three blind mouse three blind mice is more than just a fairy tale and they may be up next on the menu and then just in case if you missed it vhs 85 is available on shutter the exorcist believer is in theaters as well as saw x and also um there's a series i'm not too sure when it's been out for a while now um it is called the bargain or bargain. It is available on Paramount Plus. Um, this one involves organs for sale. <laughs> I'm always looking for a good deal when it comes to organs for sale. And that's the Bloody Disgusting podcast for this week, everyone. If you'd like to read more from Megan, you can check out her reviews at bloodydisgusting.com and on Twitter at Haunted Meg. Zena can be found on her own website, realqueenofhorror.com, and the YouTube channel of the same name, or at Lovely Zena on Twitter. And you can hear me on my daily horror narration podcast, Creepy as we celebrate yet another 31 days of horror. Don't forget to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BeDisgustingPod or drop us an email at BeDisgustingPodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out all things Bloody Disgusting on TikTok at BeDisgusting. So for this week, I'm John. I'm Megan. I'm Zena. Grab some popcorn, cozy up on the couch, and watch something you love. Just make sure it's something bloody. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.